welcome everyone. It's Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. I'm your host, Michael TYP Cole. This is episode 165. And we have with us this time John Reardon, our site director. Hello, everyone. And uh, he is a super Star Fox fan, so just getting that out of the way that, up front. That's that's my that is my my fact, my character. That's yeah. that's all More I have to live one. up to. Yeah. Is it one one trick pony, one one note? You know. Yep. S- send your Star Fox games. Stick to what you know. Yeah, it's okay. It's done well for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got plenty of Star Fox games out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. It's the usual game. Uh, five uh, selections here. Three songs per game. It's your job as the listener to figure out the game based on the music. And we also have a hint question that kind of helps you figure out the game if you don't quite know what it is after the second song and if you do know it's something else to ponder while you listen to the third song so either way it's uh it's good times uh with that we're gonna get started here and john's playing along i think you picked one of the games i selected Did I? okay I, I i mentioned a few random yes. things off the top of my head but I, yeah I, I i went with one of them yeah okay Alrighty, here we go That is familiar, but in a in a different and strange way. That's what I was going for. All right.
right, I, I think that may have confirmed some of my suspicions. Excellent. Well, here is your hint question, just in case. Okay. So, which googly-eyed character is looking for a new home? John, what game do you think this is? Well, I think that this is Super Mario Maker 2. You are absolutely right. Sweet. Not a, not a tough uh, starting point, but yeah. I, I appreciate a nice, uh, a simple start. No, it's, it's, it's good stuff. I mean, this game, the weird thing about this game is it has a gigantic soundtrack. Mm -hmm. But most of the songs are reprised from other games, including the first Super Mario Maker. Um, and this game is as much an enhanced port as it is a sequel. Um, I mean, it adds a lot of new stuff, but um, like if you're playing, if you're building a level in a mode that already existed, like a style, like Super Mario World, they use the same music for the construction areas and the stuff. Right. So, um, it actually was hard to hunt for songs that were new. You know? um, yeah, I think that was that that second one was one of like the desert themes, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's new. And I think the, those new ones are Koji Kondo songs, which is that's what which they is said cool. on the on the video. Yeah. I mean there there were several composers. I don't know if most of them were just rearranging and Koji Kondo did the Yeah, kind of the yeah, new at least old that, school stuff. That was the that was the impression that Nintendo gave was that they had brought Koji Kondo back in to uh wow. to add music. Yeah, well, that's what they like to do with Shigeru Miyamoto, too. Or yeah. I mean, really not be he, that he came in for one day and looked at the sheet music and went, yeah, that looks good. And then they yeah. give him they give him composer credit. 
Yeah, no. So, Atsuko Asahi, Toru Minegishi, Sayo Doi, and Koji Kondo are all credited for uh, music on this game. So, um, I, I'm sure a lot of it was rearrangements, but yes, that's good yeah. stuff. Um, a lot of music box type stuff because they had the whole night mode things. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of music box arrangement, music box arrangements of uh, familiar tunes, and uh, I actually like that first one a lot. It's like the forest theme for Mario World. Mm-hmm. which is kind of already kind of a weirdo version of that song it's been a uh, theme and then they do more to it at nighttime. and it, it, the music actually inspired me to create a level that was like an r-type level because there's one part in there that just sounds totally like a side-scrolling <laughs> shooter to me i don't know why but it does so that's, that's what i did yeah it's 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 weird to hear like new music kind of still in the style of those old games just inserted into that Style. Same yeah. with like the with like the themes where you'll get you know like desert the desert theme in the uh, in the original Super Mario Bros. which didn't have any desert levels. Um, so it's weird to see that stuff kind of inserted into the classic games. Yeah, I'm not sure how well they actually integrate that. I mean, maybe it's like an impossible task because sure. you're so familiar with those games that anything they do doesn't look right. Well, there's but, definitely there's definitely some of the sprite work that I, I don't think follows the technical rules of what was possible. Absolutely. But, you know, they're, yeah. they yeah. have to make it all, they have to have it work across every theme. Um, sure. So, yeah, yeah limitations. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, it, one thing I did after I played this game for a while is when the SNES games came out on Switch, I dusted off Super Mario World, which I love playing every couple of years anyway. And um, actually, I wanted to play it with my SNES Classic Mini, but um, I never got around to playing it on there. So I'm like, all right, I'll play on my Switch. Um, it's amazing how much in that game is different from what is in like the Super Mario World version of Mario Maker and Mario Maker 2. And, and yeah. it isn't obvious if you're just playing it on Mario Maker 2, but it handles a little differently. And there's a ton of stuff that's just like one level has this weird mechanic, whether it's like climbing on the fence or, um, I don't know, current and water, or I mean, there's, there's a ton of different gimmicks that just are onesie twosie things that I never really appreciated in Super Mario. Never really jumped out at me just how much there is on a kind of a per level basis. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a there's a lot of levels in that that you could not recreate in oh yeah. Mario Maker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'd always kind of had that feeling for Super Mario Brothers three, but I just I don't for some reason it didn't jump out at me just how unique most of the levels are in, in Mario World too. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It's a great game. Go back revisit it. it it um, it continues to hold up really well, uh, but Mario Maker Two is a lot of fun too. I haven't <clears throat> played that much of the online stuff. I kind of enjoy that, making levels more than playing them myself. Um, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the the whole like the interface of like downloading other people's levels is great. The the online multiplayer is just awful. Oh yeah, I played just, maybe two things online. I'm like, yeah, I don't need this. Yeah, um, but yeah, just just exploring the crazy crap people can make. Oh, yeah. um, and people that are way more talented than me. I mean, I, I put in a fair amount of effort, and I think some are successful, some aren't. But I don't know. There, there's some underground scene of people that can make just super elaborate stuff. And, I mean, yeah. some of it's just like, you know, autoplay stuff, which I just don't care about. Sure. But some of it's just like, wow, how'd you do that with there this was, stuff? I, mean, that, I saw somebody posted on Twitter a guy who had made a working calculator. Uh, which was just amazing. Like I sat there and watched it happen and I have no idea 
how it works. Like, I, I mean, I, I sit, like, I'm looking at the mechanics of it, and I'm like, this makes no sense. I no idea how you did this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's fun. Uh, so it's the sort of game I'll, I keep coming back to. I'll play some other game or be thinking about, so like, oh, let me see if I can do that Mario Maker. And, yeah. you know, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't, but um, it, it's just a really cool thing to just have on your system as a toy. Really. Oh, yeah. Um, but the social media part of it, uh, I feel like, oh, you only 10 people have played my level. Yeah. That, that, that is a little bit insidious and I, yeah, I gotta just try to make, keep myself from make levels that you enjoy, you know? Yeah. Yep. I like going back and playing my own levels and I guess that's worth something. Yeah. So, uh, so the googly eyed character that is looking for a new home, it's kind of a premise find a few levels in the main story mode. Do you happen to remember I, who that is? I have zero memory of this. <laughs> like you <laughs> you you said that hint question and it honestly made me go like, "Oh, crap, is this not Mario Maker?" Like I have no <laughs> idea at all. It's a reverse hint question. It's yeah. meant to derail you. Um so uh, you know all of the different icons in the maker are real life characters in the story mode. Uh and one of them is the block, um, whose name is Partrick, as in part, Patrick with a part, part, Partrick. Okay. And uh, you probably miss this if you just, you know, click AAA going through the levels that they present. But um, each level has kind of a write-up of what your goal is, and they're usually just some kind of a clever little story, kind of, you know, in two sentences. And so... He's looking for a new home. So, like, one of them is about, hey, I finally found a place I like, but the thwomps are kind of destroying some of the foundation. Can you please check it out? And then there was another one. I was like, yeah, can you check out the basement? Uh, electricity hasn't been turned on yet. And, and so there's kind of a premise there for his levels of uh, he's looking for a new home. Wow. So I, thought I, that, I don't know. Yeah. I had no idea that was there. <laughs> it's a deep cut. Yeah. Often I go with like the very simple, like what's the name of so and so, but yeah. Oh, for some reason that particular weird premise stuck with me. Yeah. And well, so I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna write a question about that. I'm glad the songs were all recognizable, and I wasn't relying on the hit question because <laughs> <laughs> that would have been rough. Well, when the game's really easy, it's okay if the hint's a little harder. But, yeah. Uh, no, that's fair. I wasn't trying to mislead you per se. I just thought I would <laughs> kind of. Uh, detailed trivia question, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was deep. All right, here comes the next game. It's uh, quite a bit more obscure. So okay. Don't feel bad if you don't get this one. All I right. wouldn't get it.
All right. Well, it's 8-bit. <laughs> yes, it is. that loop is but i'm sure there's a loop there somewhere <laughs> I, let's move on doesn't sound familiar at all but i did like that one it, it kind of is a weird song but I, I like it too yeah here's your hint question maybe this one helps a little more the titular professional athlete is identified by his nickname in this game what is that nickname Ooh. okay different yeah it is a different song i think oh that shows you how and i actually chose this one uh, a while ago so <laughs> that's what i get but um i like that song i, I do I, I think it's a it's a good song 
anyway, do you have any wild ass guesses for this particular game? Well, uh, it's it's eight bit, and based on the hint question, I I guess maybe it's a sports game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will of sports games I can think of that have the name of a person in the title. I will go with John Elway's quarterback. You know, that's not a bad guess. Uh, this is Lee Trevino's Fighting Golf. Which, golf, that, uh, that makes golf sounds more like the music yeah. than football. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It's not a bad soundtrack. It's probably the best part of this game. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, this is a NES, maybe late-ish NES uh, game. Uh, the only reason I had ever heard of it is that it's parodied in The Simpsons. If you remember... Uh, that episode where Bart gets like a, a golf oh, game when he wants something yeah. else. It's yeah. called Lee Carvalho's Putting Challenge, which is a, a parody of this particular game's title. I don't know much resemblance it actually has to this game, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of a weird parody in that episode because it is. Yeah. I, I don't find NES golf games to be as boring as they are infuriatingly difficult. <laughs> which uh, yeah. if you actually played the game that, that would have been the proper angle um, anyway yeah th- this game is very much in the style of like the NES Open Golf the, the later Mario Golf game yeah, where yeah, it's, just... it, it looks pretty nice overall for NES but god I mean it, it, you know the bars are really quick and there's some real jankiness yeah. to the controls that doesn't give you enough information and I don't know. I mean, it, it's exactly of that era. So, like, if you really enjoyed, uh, <laughs> you know, you want more that, of that. NES golf what? games for uh, for your, you know, virtual console or your Switch uh, NES classics, yeah, check this game out. Which um, golf game was it that was in the first Animal Crossing? Was that just NES golf? I think that was just NES golf, which was like the really bare bones version I, of that. I do remember playing a lot of that in Animal Crossing. I don't know if yeah. it was actually good or if it was just, you know, the thrill of playing NES games at the time. I had a Game Shark, so I, I bought almost exclusively to unlock the other NES games uh, in there, including things you never, oh, sure. I think, ever actually let you play normally. I think they had like a copy of Zelda in there that they never I think you're right. officially unlocked, and so I, uh, I appreciated that. Yeah. Because I think that was earlier than when the NES collect or the uh, Zelda collection came out for GameCube. Yes, I was playing on that crappy little D-pad. And I mean, it was that that collection was, with the exception of Majora's Mask, which kind of didn't work. Uh, that collection was pretty good. It was a good collection, yeah. The Majora's Mask port was kind of iffy. But, it it uh, was the very early days of of emulating N64 games. I mean, it was yeah. it was the next yeah. generation. Like, it, it hadn't been long. Yeah. So it's... Yeah, it's- it's impressive probably, that they did it at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... Um, it's like emulating... It'd be like emulating Wii U games. You know, it's not a huge step. The professional golfer is Lee Trevino's of a older era. You may not have heard of him. He, I think he was big in, like, the 60s and 70s. This is an 80s golf game, so... Yeah. That kind of makes sense of, of the era. Um, and his... Uh, his nick, he has a couple of nicknames, but the one that showed up in the game is Super Mechs. Because uh, he's a uh, he's a Mexican American, he, he came from uh, Mexican ancestry, so he's he's kind of a rags to riches story. If you you read his Wikipedia page, you, it's actually kind of impressive. Uh, yeah. 
um, his his life story. I like that. So I I assumed when when you said that you know referred to by his nickname in the game, I assumed it was going to be something where they shortened a name to fit into like an NES text box. But that's almost as long as his actual name. So it doesn't save them a ton of space. It's a fewer characters. It's probably enough. It's, it's yeah, probably enough. Not by and much. And it makes sense. <laughs> I mean, so so that makes sense that they chose his nickname. The fighting golf part, I, I, I don't get that. That's got to be like a bad Japanese to English dictionary translation or Could something. Could be. Yeah. They, the kids won't like it if we don't make it more action-packed. Well, you, you know, it actually reminds me of we're talking about it. That in that same game, the NES Open Golf or whatever, mm-hmm. and it might just be in the Japanese version, because I played both of them. They have different courses. But, like, Peach will, like, say, um, like, fight on or, or oh. I don't know. There, there's a use of that word or, or something about power that just, like, that, that doesn't sound like it's natural English. Probably some totally normal golf term that just translates funny. As Maybe, or, or just like, I, I don't know. It, it just came off as a very Japanese translation. Probably just like play golf. Yeah, yeah. Really I mean, translated. it's probably just more of a, yeah. Um, maybe it's a generic sports term or something. But anyway, yeah. so I could totally see that being where that fighting comes from in the fighting golf. Yeah. Um, like, I think it was like like fight on or something when you're like, you're putting. Like, that's a weird... <laughs> Way to say, you know, sink the pot or something. Uh, so, uh, something along those lines. Uh, I should have looked this up. Anyway, this was a game by uh, SNK, um, one of their NES SNK games. It's of that era where um, nobody went by nicknames or. Yeah, you know, so. nobody got credited so that you yeah. couldn't poach other people's developers. Yep. At least that was the excuse I always heard. Yeah. Or it was like Tosei or something, and they wanted to be ninjas. So yep. uh, the composer, quote unquote, uh, well, it's kind of quote unquote. The composer is named quote unquote Erin uh, Lee Shige. It's like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows? Who knows who it really is? Yeah, um, it's Koji Kondo. I doubt that. It was an SNES. <laughs> it was an SNK game. Uh, Alright, well, uh, thank you for humoring me on that really obscure choice. No, um, I, I like the music. Yeah, I did too. I, yeah. I, I don't think I would have chosen if it was really crummy music and a really crummy game. <laughs> and a game nobody, yeah. And no one requested it, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, next game, and this is a listener request.
got some RPG vibes or something. Yeah, I actually really like that song. It's mm-hmm. a little bit ominous, a little bit pensive. Yeah. Um, a lot, lot to think about with that song. I like it. <laughs> Parts of that almost gave me like a a Sega vibe for some reason, like like the Shining Force games or something. Hmm. Well, well, yeah, I could see the influences there. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's your hint question, and I, I think it'll help you hone in on on uh, it a little bit at least. Uh, this DSiWare game has what distinct honor in Japan?
John, any guesses based on uh, the music and the re- revelation of what platform this is on? Well, no. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It's a DSiWare game. Yeah, that. I mean that that does narrow it down in like in the worst way possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is Mighty Milky Way. Uh, requested like eight years ago by my buddy Steve Ronsley. I, I had to triple check that we hadn't used this game already, but I don't think we have. Uh, we're a couple of different games in the Mighty series, uh, but I don't think we've used this one. Um, I like the music a lot. It's, it's by uh, Jake Kaufman, who does a lot of the way forward music oh, for all of it. Sure. And um, I tend to like his a little bit slower, more um, laid back tunes, and that's what this game is, really. Yeah. It's uh, kind of a space theme, so it's a little bit less actiony. Um, so I, I really like. It. It's not a big soundtrack, but it, it's not a big game. Uh, but I, I really like it. Um, I, I haven't played the game. I like the soundtrack. Uh, my, my mental picture of this game is that it's somewhere between Mario Galaxy and like Orbient. I don't know if that's a fair uh, yeah that looks... way way of uh, triangulating what this game is. I have but, to look um, up. I'm having to look it up because I have never heard of this game before. So it, it's a 2D game. It's it's sort of a platformer. My, my understanding is it's kind of you you're hopping from planetoid to planetoid, um, trying to you know kill or at least avoid enemies along the way that are kind of orbiting around and and so it, it it's um, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of a weird different game. It looks interesting. My my guess of it being the music being from a Japanese RPG was was very far off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, but this game was released in like 2011 in the U.S. and Europe. It didn't come out until 2014 in Japan. Oh, um, oh but I so can it, guess it's honor then. <laughs> yeah, the, it's it's honor is it's the last game officially released for the DS in Japan. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah. I never checked this game out. I totally forgot about it. Uh, I really yeah, should I like check the, it out. I like the art. I mean, it's way forward, so of course it has mm-hmm. good art. Yeah. But yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, it looks like it's a little bit different from a lot of the other games that are more of a. I mean, it's a, like I said, it's sort of a platform, but it just it. Yeah, it's, like, uh, it's it looks not like Shantae. Kind of it's a platformer with a little bit of like puzzle solving and. Well, yeah, yeah in, in, in the Mighty... I guess that's sort of what the Mighty series is, uh, the Mighty Switch Force. Mighty Switch yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really like Mighty Switch Force. That probably is why I never bothered to check this one out, but I, I suspect I'd like this one more. I should... I've never... I never finished Mighty Switch. I have it on multiple... I think I have it on 3DS and Wii U um, from various deals, and I don't think I've finished it on either one. Yeah, did this game come out on any other systems? I'm wondering if this one didn't make that when jump. I, when I... Googled it, I only got DS-related yeah. releases. So, for one reason or another, they, they ported at least one of the Switch Forces, but not hmm. this game. Hmm. Well, well, I guess this is one for the back catalog, but can you even download DSiWare games anymore? No, I don't think you can. DSiWare stuff is, oh, is lost. Geez. And it's, uh, it's, it's also very, very difficult, if not mostly impossible, to emulate right now. Um, because I guess the ROMs don't really work. So, it, it, until Nintendo does something, or the ROM, co- the emulation community gets a little bit farther ahead, a lot of that stuff is just kind of lost. Wow. wow, what a shame. Yeah, I mean, there isn't that much in DSiWare that's 
worth checking out, but there's certainly a few. Oh, yeah. And, uh, this well, is I certainly think, one of them. I mean, like, uh, Xscape on DSiWare was yep. probably one of my most played DS games. Uh, I'm, I'm terrified that I'll... Of course it would be. Listen, I may have discovered it for a very obvious reason, uh, but <laughs> it on its own is a great game. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm terrified that something will happen to my 3DS and I'll just lose that game and not have a way to get it back. That is pretty sad. Yeah, no kidding. They should re-release all those games. Yeah, they should figure out a way to do that. I mean, I'm sure there's licensing nightmares involved and everything. Oh, yeah. Um, it seems like they should be able to do it. I mean, obviously they can emulate DS on uh, Wii U. They could figure something out. There you go. Put out the entire DSiWare library on Wii U. <laughs> yeah, that was Do cool. it. The Wii U is <laughs> saved. Oh, Lord. <laughs> All right. Well, um, did, I, did I say who requested this game? I, I don't remember. It was I don't my think buddy, so. It was my buddy oh, yes, from did. college, Steve Ronsley. So hopefully he's still listening to this podcast and he's like, yay, finally used my request. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. been 80 years. <laughs> Well, multiply by 10. Yeah. I think it's been at least eight. Sounds familiar, but I can't place it. Yeah, give yourself more time. I got two more songs.
Hmm. That that first song had me thinking of like a sh a shmup or something, but the second one kind of dampens those thoughts. Ah, I'm confusing you again. You Excellent. sure are. Well, this question probably isn't really a hint question, but it's a trivia question. <laughs> <laughs> One of this game's composers notably worked on which Game Boy Advance series that was co-published by Sega and THQ? Okay, so this, it reminds me of, uh, of Galaxy Force 2, uh, but I, it's not that. So my random shot in the dark guess is going to be Thunder Force 4. I am not familiar with that game. I... It, it, is a, it is a Sega shmup. That I'm pretty sure is on the Switch via their Sega Classics thing. Oh, okay. Uh, no, this is a uh, one of the games that was on the SNES uh, Classics for Switch. Uh, it's really? the poorly titled Brawl Brothers. That's why. Okay, I I was playing through that like two nights ago. <laughs> oh <laughs> so no! So that's probably why it sounds familiar. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know. The music jumped out on me as like it's, this music seems better than it should be. I, yeah. I I guess I'm not a huge brawler fan. Um, I I couldn't tell you what makes a good one a good one versus a bad one. Um, I mean, yeah, I have I, fond memories of like the Simpsons game in the arcades and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games, but I, I couldn't tell you that they were actually like good. And I certainly never really got into like Final Fight or any of those kinds of games. Yeah. So, uh, this game is weird because. Um, I just it feels like it's very plotting but maybe it's just the character I was playing as um, but the music's really good it's part of a series the to look this up rushing beat series 
because it's but in North America they didn't localize it as a series; they're all different names, and God knows why. Because they keep choosing. I mean, this is like a theme. This uh, episode of really some, poorly titled. Some, uh, some marketing uh, person yeah. deciding that that won't sell well in America and changing it. Brawl Brothers. That, that's like really generic. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, okay. The, the logo for that game is terrible. Oh, the it's, box art. It's like a guy. It looks like a guy just sort of like. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just I'm just gonna write Brawl Brothers and we'll replace it with a real logo later. Well yeah, and then there's like a guy that's like, I guess he's like smashing through a wall, but Yeah. He looks sort of like I don't know. Like a zombie? Is that Yeah, it's is that what it's supposed to be? Is it like clones? I don't think so. I, I don't remember I don't know. there being it's zombies ter- in that game. It's it just I don't know. It's terrible. It's it's a terrible box art. <laughs> It's uh, the game has definitely more character than the name, and I mean, it actually has really nice visuals. And when you hit them, it has a little like you know, bam, pow, you know, like comic book things going on there. Just, I don't know. I thought it was really visually very nice. It has like those really those the big sprites. Yeah, that you can get in some of those games, which I love. And the the uh, maybe they're all knockoff characters, but two of them, <laughs> I swear, and one of them looks just like M Bison. And one of them looks like a blonde Chun-Li, but I, yeah. I have to assume the others are also knockoffs. I just wasn't able to place the, what they're knockoffs yeah, of. The the whole game just feels like derivative, like, hey, kid, you like Streets of Rage? Here's this. <laughs> yeah, but it, I mean, it, it, it runs well. It looks nice. It, I, I, I can't tell you if it's a good game or not. From a, I've, I've heard people say it's bad, but... I mean, just from playing it a bit, it sure seemed okay to me. Uh, but yeah. I mean, my I I play a brawler occasionally. I don't have a ton of experience with it, but it it seemed okay. Yeah, maybe there's something about the collision detection that's weirder compared to others, but they always feel weird to me. So yeah, yeah. Anytime uh, each you're... game has its own janky quirks on on yeah. that sort of a thing. So yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's nice that they included it in, in a package because. Um, I don't think it's a game I would have tried otherwise. Oh yeah, and yeah it's, certainly. There's... I mean, two-player co-op games are valuable for that uh, service. So I mean, it, it's I yes. think it's a good pick. They don't yeah. all have to be gems. I mean, some you know I, I want some off-the-beaten track stuff like Stone Ice FX and I'm sure Ball it's a, and... uh, I'm sure it's of of the beat 'em ups that are on uh, SNES. It was probably not an expensive one to get. Yeah, that's so, true. Because it's it's not a Nintendo published game, right? No, I think it's Jellico. Yeah. Know? Okay. Yeah. So very inexpensive. But by the way, Nintendo, if if you're able to get Jellico games on your services, please, please, please get Pinball Quest for NES out on your service. <laughs> I know it's an obscure game. I know, like I'm the only person. Maybe me and Jonathan Metz will be like the two people happy to see it. But it, it it's a fun, small, uh, quirky pinball game. There. Okay. I, I said my yeah, piece. Now that they're uh, now that they're not doing like the monthly regular updates for games, they're probably done. This is probably yeah. all of the games we get. I, I think they'll probably like have special announcements at you know certain Nintendo Directs we'll, or we'll or get E3's them once a year at E3. Yeah. They'll shadow yeah. drop a new NES game. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> um, or maybe they're just like, okay, give it a year, then we'll do N64 games. Or maybe that maybe they're just going that yep. route. Yeah, um, it's hard to argue with the lineup they got. It's pretty oh, yeah, good. Yeah, I, I mean, lineup. listen, they, they, I mean, Star Fox obviously, but like making Stunt Race Effects available, which I think is a fantastic game. 
Um, the more of those like weird super effects games they can make playable, the better. Yeah. M- maybe not Vortex. V- Vortex can stay hidden. There'll be some game they want to promote and yeah. release. Uh, you know, hey, if you're looking forward to Tropical Freeze 2, then you know, here's... Tropical Meltdown. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, anyway, th- this game um, had two composers, Yoshi Isemura and Hajime Uchida. And uh, I believe Yoshi is, is short for Atsuyoshi, given uh, space limitations. So uh, Atsuyoshi Isemura uh, did the Sonic Advance series, or was one of the people on the that's, Sonic Advance series. Yeah, that's, well, that's, that's what I was suspecting, and that's, that's why I, uh, I went to go look for, for a Sega game to to associate this with yeah um and i haven't gone back and listened to the advanced soundtracks uh, after listening to this i'd be curious to see if it has kind of a similar sound to it i do remember liking the sonic yeah. advanced uh, soundtracks a lot i mean especially uh, two and three so uh, yeah. it doesn't surprise me to find that uh, this composer worked on this game and i just instinctively liked the music from it when i first heard it so um, yeah. good stuff for sure good stuff um got one last game here and uh, this is john's request so okay so uh, if i don't get this one i'm yeah, fired yeah <laughs> well you're not no one can fire you so uh, i think neil can uh, well <laughs> you could fire me anytime i don't do crap for the site i don't know why you i mean seriously just like you're, we just we just off. like to see hey andy was retired too and he keeps showing up doing random things so it just uh, i right. think you're just stuck forever I, as long as you don't mind me being just hanging around, uh, all right. There's there's no loitering policies for NWR. I'm not negative value. I'll, I'll put it yeah, that way. There you go. You are kind <laughs> of. I mean, the the podcast comes along every so often, so you're still contributing. All right, yay! <laughs> Last game, and then I'll stop contributing, <laughs> at least for now. <laughs>
give you credit for not doing one of the super recognizable songs from that for the first song. I have no idea which songs are the super recognizable songs. Okay. <laughs> well, it's working out well so far. Excellent. Preserving the mystery. Such a pleasant soundtrack. Mm. Yeah. Again, a kind of a laid back one, kind of going back to, well, even more so than Mighty Milky Way, really. Yeah. Here's the hint question, although I probably should have asked you to come up with a hint question in hindsight. Uh, <laughs> oh, well. Uh, them's the breaks. This game's somewhat unconventional checkpoint system goes by what name?
Well, all right. Very cinematic soundtrack. So I I know that that you've stumbled into this on accident, uh, but you did not choose a single song that uses the main theme of this game. Well, I, I didn't choose the the song labeled main theme, so that's probably well, yeah, not a coincidence. The the that theme is used so often in this game that it's kind of impressive that you've managed to weave your way around it. Well, you know, I trust my instincts. And, and, <laughs> you know, pick songs that weren't obvious. <laughs> Maybe I just don't like the main theme. I don't know. How dare it's, you? It's gonna be. It's, well, I don't know. It's gonna be the next song probably I play. I, I do have it on here, um, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, what game is this? You can roll. Well, I believe, despite not hearing the main theme, that this is Ori in the Blind Forest. It is, yes. yes okay, yes. good. I got a little nervous, I'll be honest, when I didn't <laughs> hear I'm like, Th- these are all from that, right? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, which uh, re- fairly recently came out on Switch. There's a demo out, which I played half of and stopped playing. So I, I'm going to get some ire from listeners, I'm sure, but... Uh, I I think maybe there are some uh, um, g- genetic deficiencies on my part that maybe make the game worse <laughs> for me than maybe most people. I, I'm going to chalk some of this up to that. Um, let's see. It's a very you, it's got a it's got a very muted color palette. I was going to say, were you you were on twi- were you saying that it was yeah. difficult with colorblind? I, I think I think that might be part of it. I can't quite okay. put my finger on it, but I, I'm finding it very. I found it very hard to discern what was kind of interactive or, or even sure. uh, spikes versus sure. uh, just regular platforms. So just even the demo, just like climbing up a wall or whatever, I just get the wall jump and like I keep hitting like a spike that I just don't see. Like, where'd that come? What did I get? Oh, I guess there's a spike there. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, there's, you know, the spiny guys on the ceiling that shoot projectiles and it was kind of the same story. I'm like, okay, I, I'm done with this game because uh, <laughs> it's just not fun to be getting hurt by things that I don't think were really intended to be subtle but they are for me so um uh, i I just i i just sort of walked away from the game at that point i I wasn't crazy about the combat mechanic either maybe it gets better over time it just felt very detached it's the 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 combat's pretty simple throughout the game um like like the, the the combat mechanics don't expand a whole lot and i will say like yeah the um it definitely suffers from kind of the the same issue that games like Earthworm Jim have, where they maybe put the art ahead of gameplay. Ah, okay. So it isn't just me. Maybe it's worse. I mean, I think that's what what uh, what colorblind are you? Red green. Okay, yeah. So that's that's the same. I I am red green colorblind as well. Um, and I I definitely did run into issues with being able to uh, to figure out what what was a platform and what wasn't and what I could mm. interact with. Um, I'll be honest, I like the art and the soundtrack of this game way more than I like the actual game. <laughs> I like okay, the then, game. Then I'll I like the game a lot, but then, it's... Then if uh, I won't check it out. I, I mean, it's beautiful, um, but... Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, maybe I'm just not itching for a Metroidvania so much right now, so... Sure. Um, that could be part of it, but... I, got, I, I see why it's... I mean, I'm sorry, you should talk about it. You've actually played the no, game. No, I was going to say, I mean, it's, it's got great art, um, and it's got a great soundtrack, and a, a really, really cool story that's told very minimalistically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, it's it's still surreal to see a game on Switch that's published by Microsoft Game Studios. 
Uh, yeah, that's yeah, it just is. not every time I whenever when I scroll past it in the eShop and see that as the publisher listing, it's just it reminds me of um on GameCube when Sonic the Hedgehog games started showing up on there. Right. And it's just like, what? What's happening? Well, this one's even weirder because Microsoft still makes a console, whereas the Dreamcast yeah. was already was dead. And this was kind of their admission. So yeah. it really is weirder. Um, than, than that scenario. Um, but hey, we got Banjo and Smash too, so but that still is a little different because Banjo's home really is on Nintendo, really. Right. Unless you ask Sakurai, who will tell you to, to play it on Xbox. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, weird. But, it is. Uh, I, I am glad that it came out here uh, on Switch because um, I, I wouldn't have even checked out the demo otherwise. Um, sure. I just, I, I just It is definitely a... It. It's a game that I think will appeal to plenty of Nintendo fans. Yeah. I mean, as I think most kind of Metroidvania platformers will. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the soundtrack was composed by Gareth Coker. Uh, you can get it on, I think it was on Bandcamp. Um, so uh, you can download it. Uh, it's uh, whatever you want to pay for it. So um, you can get the soundtrack. Just. It, it's a Do great. I actually, um, I listened to the soundtrack of this game before I ever played the game. Uh, I think it it must have come up on like a Spotify playlist or something, mm. and uh, and I listened to it there and was like, this is this is amazing. I should play this game at some point. Little did you know it would be on a Nintendo system. Yes, there was a time when this was one of the games on the list of should I buy an Xbox. Yeah, this was well, this was this was an early Xbox One game. This oh, it was, was an Xbox One game. I was thinking it was 360. Okay. No, yeah, this was this was an Xbox One exclusive. Um, <laughs> this was their system seller. Uh, weirdly enough, Xbox fans not super into a lot of like 2D platformers. Who knew? Shocking. Yeah. yeah my, oh man, Microsoft this generation, like like <sighs> they're trying to they tried to sell their fans on you know a, a 2D platformer Metroidvania with a cute whatever he is for the main character in Ori in the Blind Forest. They've got Rare Replay, so they're marketing Nintendo games. They've got Recore, which is a Metroid Prime meets Zelda game. Like they're <laughs> they're doing a great job of releasing Nintendo games to an audience that doesn't want them. Uh, hmm, that, that but is oh weird. well, it's. As long as they all eventually wind up on uh, on Switch, then who cares? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I guess good on Microsoft. I mean, they're not letting their pride get in the way on this. It's kind of weird, but I guess they figure, mm-hmm. like, well, you know, we had it as a console exclusive for a while. Clearly, we're not getting any more sales on it. Yeah. Eh, why not put it on another system? I mean, I, 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 I guess I, I see the logic there. It certainly goes counter to conventional wisdom, but um, yeah, it, it, it does have its own logic there. Yeah, well, and it's, I mean, I... As far as I know, it did quite well on Xbox One, but I'll be interested to see... Like, I wouldn't be surprised at all if it does better on Switch. Well, but um, it doesn't even matter if it did really well. If no, you know, if they know, like, okay, we're, we haven't sold any copies of this right. on yeah, Xbox it's, it's One, dumb. we know there's a new um, audience on Switch, and there are going to be people that double dip because they want it on a portal because they're seeing, well, you know, people are double buying stuff that was on Wii U. So, I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, I get it. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's this weird thing, and I think it's it's more true. It seems more true with Nintendo than it does with Sony. Where I don't think Xbox sees Nintendo as direct competition. I think they kind of see them as their own thing, and so if they can leverage that to make some sales, then so be it. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to make games specifically for Nintendo platforms anytime no. soon. But no. where, as a bonus, like I said, you know, two years after original release, if there's something that makes sense, or if it's something like Minecraft, where it's just mm-hmm. out and everything, yeah, sure, why not? Now the question will be whether they have a there's a new uh, Ori game coming out, I believe, at the beginning of next year, maybe the end of this one. I think it's the beginning of next year. Uh, so we'll have to see how long it takes that one to make it to Switch. Well, that could have been part of the calculus for releasing on Switch. Is it, oh, you like this game? Yeah, it's like a marketing. Now, move. Don't don't yeah. you want? If you want the sequel, get it on Xbox One. Yeah. Um, they should that, have a that special, is also clever. A special yeah. Xbox One deal for people who own Nintendo systems. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could probably figure something like that out. Yeah. But um, we'll see. Yeah, I, I suspect it'll at least be a few years. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if uh, third parties can have platform exclusives for you know a year or two and then release it on another system, then why can't Microsoft do it with its own game? Sure, why not? Yeah. Um, all right, that was the last game. Um, do you have anything particularly you would like to plug, John? I, I know you. No, uh, but I do want to. An- well, I want to answer the the trivia. Well, what's the trivia question? I forgot. <laughs> I totally forgot. Sorry. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure it's. Is it called Soul Link? It is. I think is and, what it's called. Yeah, yeah thank, you like... And thank you for uh, saying it that way. Uh, sorry, first off, explain the answer. Yeah, it's... So, you... As you explore and you fight enemies, you get... Um, are they called souls? Whatever, the whatever like, kind of the currency is. I rest um, my complaint case. All the different <laughs> jargon in this game sounds exactly the same to me, at least based on the, the tutorial where they throw a whole bunch of words at you. And it's all like soul this or or whatever link. Listen, or, like, okay, I, I, just, I just collect glowy things. Yeah, I exactly. don't need to know what they're called. Exactly. Uh, but you, you, you collect them and then there's um there's not really much of a an autosave checkpoint system in this game. Uh, so I think there are like cer- some in certain spots, uh, but for the most part, you make your own checkpoints uh, and you spend this resource to do that. Um, so the more you explore, uh, the more you can save your progress. It it almost in a weird way reminds me of the Resident Evil ink ribbon thing, where mm. you kind of know you have a limited number of saves, and so you have to be you can't just spam the quick save. Uh, you have to think about when you're going to use it. And it's a it's a weird mechanic for a Metroidvania, but it, it works. It's it's strange, but but okay. I, I imagine I would have gotten used to it. I, I found that I was pushing the wrong button in the tutorial um, too often, and that, that was really bothering me. But I, I imagine if you were playing the full game, you'd, oh, you'd quickly sure. learn, no, this is the button that you avoid pushing unless you want to save. Right. But uh, it was annoying for yeah. me in the demo. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... Yeah, it's a weird choice. But it, it works. I don't know that it necessarily adds anything to the game, but it is an interesting mechanic. Yeah. Yeah, but you can save twice by accident right in a row. I mean, that, that's the example of why I was saying I'm, I'm frustrated with it. I pushed the wrong button. Right. And, yeah, there's there's uh, not really oops. like a are you sure screen. Yeah, maybe you that's what it's missing. It. Or maybe yeah. you need a better visual cue. Like, you have to hold it for a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, that might have yeah. helped. Um, yeah. Of course, then it takes I, a little longer to save. So I, I can agree with that. Um, yeah, so there could have been something they could have done in the UI to, to help with that. 
you know, just an option, you know, like, hey, you have to hold it down for five seconds. Yeah. You can turn it off um, if you don't like it. Yeah. Five seconds is a long time. Uh, three seconds. Um, anyway, the, the, that's the it. The point is made. <laughs> the point is made, yes. Uh, so you can check John out on all of his videos. He makes lots of very lovely videos. Uh, more than just Star Fox stuff. Uh, all sorts of things, I, I promise. All the most popular ones are actually Zelda stuff. So that's my hidden thing, is that I talk about Zelda lore extensively. And that's way more popular than any of the Zelda st- or any of the Star Fox stuff. Well, you certainly did a great decomposition of the um, of that reveal uh, last E3. Yeah, those are those are fun. To uh, I'm I, I like to point out to people occasionally when they watch those tra- watch the like analysis videos and are like, oh, this this has to be right. I point out I go back to the ones for Breath of the Wild and say, now keep in mind, I was completely wrong about everything in this. <laughs> so the odds of me being right are not good. They might change the story just because, like, you know, you ruined it, and so they gotta, like... Right, they're things. like, oh, crap, you figured it out. We gotta change the plot. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> Alrighty, well, uh, that's gonna wrap things up. Thank you very much, John. It was a pleasure. Of course. Happy to be here. And uh, keep on listening. Uh, I do have uh, lined up a special guest appearance on um, Talk Nintendo. I, we haven't recorded it yet, but I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. It may come out before this does, ironically <laughs> enough. Um, but uh, if not, look forward to that. If it is out, uh, go check that out. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray, cross-promotion. Yay. All right. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Super Mario Maker 2 is copyright 2019 Nintendo. Later Vinos Fighting Out is copyright 1988 SNK. Oh, Mighty Milky Way copyright 2011 Way Forward. Proud Brothers is copyright 1993 Chaleco. Uh, or in a blind. Blind! Or in the blind forest is copyright 2019 Microsoft.